All right, another week of the Locked On Syracuse podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We are here with you every single weekday, breaking down all the latest Syracuse news. Tim Leonard in North Carolina, where there was an earthquake The land of the shaking. Yes. Tim, I need an update. All right, what? I've never been in an earthquake before. First time, first is time your, for me. So this is your first earthquake. Yeah. All right. What What is the earthquake experience like? So I woke up to it at eight thirty, sleeping in late on the Sunday. Really, just content to sleep longer, and it felt like my ceiling was coming down on top of me. The fan. I, my first thought was that my fan was like just out of control didn't really register with me that it was an earthquake because that does not happen in North Carolina often. Very first yeah, one. So it was weird. I've never heard of, of a North Carolina earthquake. So I'm I'm glad I've got the update from you. I'm glad that you're all safe out there in North Carolina. Unfortunately, though, that is just the first earthquake that you yeah. received yesterday uh, on your, your North Carolina day. Yeah, really a, a tough day yesterday. And Kind of a sad podcast today because I think we can kind of basically say it. College football is in the fall and 2020 is is basically dead. I mean, these reports that are coming out are hard. It sounds to like ignore. us evaluating Syracuse basketball down the stretch. Are, are, were we ready to <laughs> stick a fork in them? Were we not? And then we yeah. finally did. And then they started to creep back a little bit. But no, this feels like this is the end of the road. We, we've reached it, unfortunately, for both you and I. Yeah. It's a it's a sad day because I like I was really looking forward to talking about Syracuse football for a lot longer. And that's what's disappointing, because even though Syracuse probably wasn't going to be that great, it's just the fact of talking about live sports. Like I see all all my colleagues at the at my my other jobs and stuff like that, and they're talking about live sports and. Here's us, Tim, talking about college sports that we're we're not going to we're not going to see this fall. It's a huge bummer, and we've been, you know, constantly throughout the summer, we've been playing the what's your percentage, what's my percentage, and it's been a talking point now forever, so it's not... So our locked-on levers, all right? They're they're cranking (laughs) back and forth. Are are you all the way down to zero yet? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess... You're hitting hitting the goose egg. Putting at 1%, 0.5%, but, I mean, if anyone didn't see some of these tweets that came out, it's... You know, you see stuff from Pat Forday that's basically saying nationwide conference meetings this week are expected to result in the postponement of the 2020 college football season in all fall sports, which is important to note. The quote that Pat Forday said in his article is, we've got work to do that's no fun from an athletic director. And, you know, the Big Ten seems like they are really on the brink. Pete Thamel tweeting that they remain on the cusp of canceling the season, but the league isn't ready to announce. The decision is close. This is obviously coming Sunday night, but not final. Big Ten programs have been instructed by Commissioner Kevin Warren to essentially go light in practice tomorrow, which is on Monday. So and that's the thing is it's never good when you hear the words emergency meeting. Yeah. And then when the members of the emergency meeting are the commissioners of all of the Power Five conferences. That's the axe for you right there. That's that's all I needed to hear. And, and that's when I was like, yep, this this is done. All I had to see was the meeting. Yeah. 
Yeah, Pete Thamel's continued sentiment at presidential level remains at a strong majority to shut down. The question still lingering is what leagues could end up joining them being the Big Ten when they do go public. So it's and that's not, the thing, too, is yeah. that everyone thinks the this entire decision lies in the, the hands of the conference commissioners and the coaches and the ADs. It really doesn't. I mean, all of this is going to be contingent on the presidents of the universities, the chancellors, and the public health officials. They're the three little trifecta there that actually hold the keys to this whole beast. And while it's cool to have the the sports figures at the head of everything, at the end of the day, they're getting guidance from these higher levels than them. And they're the ones that are being steered in these different directions. Yeah, it's um, it's a puppet game. That's what it is. Right. It's really tough. I mean, we talked about how the nature of some of these, some of the resistance from players and unions forming. And heck, I mean, look at Syracuse and what happened yep, there. Yep, sit out. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about that because it happened Friday after we recorded our podcast. And... I mean, it was, you know, it's not to say that is the reason why this is going to come to a head here. And who knows when it's going to be official. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, the ACC has called it. The Big Ten has called it. It's it's a formality. It's not if, it's right. when at this point. And I think if you don't believe that, it's time to kind of come to that sad, sad realization. But, you know, Syracuse is just one of the many reasons why. And honestly, just the biggest reason is, COVID is not under control right now in America. And you can't play college football in a bubble. You just can't do it. Well, I've actually started to think about it. I think you can. And I think there's the money in hand to do it. But it's the greater issue now of, all right, we're going to take all these kids essentially on a a long-term field trip. Do we feel comfortable doing that? And by doing that... We definitely remove their amateurism yes. by taking them on this glorified field trip for four months. So I think it could have been done if it was crafted and if they had made this the plan far ahead of time, but they didn't. And now we're in the predicament where we're at. You you probably could have made this work in a bubble, but the NCAA has been stubborn about the whole amateurism of the sport. And so the bubble never really got to fruition. I'll tell you I think what, it could have been done. Yeah. No, I guess that's a fair point. It's just, again, it leads to so many, so many questions. And the more we discuss this, I mean, there was that brief stint of optimism, at least on my end, where, I mean, I think I even said at the time that admittedly, like, this is probably an overreaction to jump my percentage as much as I did when I saw that ACC schedule come out. But I just wanted to be optimistic. I wanted to think there was a chance because so much of what we're doing here on this podcast and just everything else we want it really really badly so that's that was kind of my personal way of going about it was just be optimistic and you know the biggest thing I take away from 2020 as a whole is I've just become numb to this type of news and it's sad because Like, think back to college basketball in March when they canceled the tournament. Still, when you really think about it, it's just hard to believe. 
I remember where I was at. I was pretty surprised, but like to you, when this news comes out, we thought this was going to last till Memorial Day. Yeah, it's it's August 10th. I mean, there are three schools in the ACC that are starting school today. If you include Notre Dame, who is going to be a part of this football conference, Notre Dame, NC State, UNC, their students are going to class today. Yeah. I think that kind of has to show you everything that we needed to know about how long this has lasted and how much longer this has lasted than we previously thought. Absolutely. They were going to do everything in their power because the money is so, so valuable to these athletic programs. All right, quick time out. Got to tell you about rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers right now, you'll get everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet if you need that for your car or truck. Whether it is for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door in a safe and orderly manner right now. I've been raving about rockauto.com. They have come through for me a couple times now in the quarantine. Extremely easy to use. Don't even have to sign in to anything. Won't get spammed with emails. Very good pricing. And it just saves you the trip to the auto store, which nobody likes to do. I don't know anyone that has ever said, hey, I can't wait to go to the auto store today. So you don't have to worry about that. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, let's talk a little bit more about college football in just a sec. To you, like when this news starts trickling out, basically I guess it started Friday. I don't know the exact time period. Time is kind of a blur now these past couple months and going on, what, six, seven months of doing this now in this quarantine, wow. essentially. Yeah, it's, it's been that long. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough, man. But when the news starts trickling out on Twitter, these reports, whether you see, saw it from Pat Ford, whoever, you just start seeing Pete it. Pete Thamel, Adam Rittenberg, yeah. Heather Dinich, they've right. all been great. Nicole Arbeck. Yeah, I mean, we could keep yeah. citing people. But what was your reaction? Because I find it pretty amazing that, I'm just kind of numb to this stuff now. Like I, I'm sitting here tonight. This is an incredibly sad night because it's basically over now. I guess it'll even hit harder once I see the official tweet. ACC is canceled, however they word it, which could be coming any day now. But isn't it kind of weird? I mean, at least for me, I feel sort of odd that I am very numb to this right now. The way, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm essentially numb to it. It's not that I'm numb to it. It's just I was expecting it, mm-hmm. right? So it's just kind of one of those things. It's like you don't get up in a frenzy when you see the sun go up in the morning. You're just kind of expecting it. It, it feels like second nature. It felt like college football was just going to be the next big thing to drop. And I don't know. I think this is... I, I was a little surprised that the Mac canceled. I mean, okay, I wasn't surprised that they canceled. I was surprised that it wasn't some sort of unison thing with all the other um, yeah. non-Power 5s. I thought it, would, it was going to be a more unison thing, but instead the Mac kind of goes out, guns ablaze, and jumping off the high uh, dive, and 
here here we are now. They're the ones that that pushed everyone else a little bit closer to the ledge. And it seems like the Big Ten's the most eager. Pac-12 seems like they're going to be next in line. And I don't know where we go from here because this is something that's obviously (laughs) we've never experienced before. We hopefully never have to experience again. But it's going to be interesting to see how the dominoes fall because I think it's going to be Big Ten and Pac-12. But it's also going to be one of those things where you don't want to be first. And I've even said, I've even seen some coaches and ADs say, you also don't want to be last to to this party. And I don't know, I I can actually already see, you know who Annie Agar is, the the girl who does all the big 10 TikToks and stuff like that. Like yeah. I can see her making this TikTok right now. It's <laughs> the one where she dresses up as the different conferences and she's going to act like the sec is some parent on the moral high ground. Like, Oh, well if the big 10 jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? <laughs> like it, it's yeah. going to be one of those things. She, she, that's how the sec is going to play this, but no, I, I can see. I'm interested to see who's third because I think it's going to go big 10 pack 12. I want to know who's third. Who yeah. do you think it's going to be? Because I would probably guess it's the ACC. I think it would be. Yeah, I, I honestly, and I'm not like, I see what you're saying. I, I don't really care. I mean, I it's it's all inevitable at this point, right? Like they're all going down. I guess it'd be better for Swafford and the ACC to not be the last one. I don't really want our Isn't conference. Isn't this Swafford's to... last? Yeah. This is his last year too. So he's going to miss hurrah. out on his last football season. You think that might weigh on on the back of his mind a little bit too? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's a tough way. You've got a little Notre Dame money in your pocket now with everything. Yeah. I, I could see him maybe try to to sweat this thing out as long as possible. But hey, that's also we've got so many different things we could talk about this week on the podcast. From what does this mean for college basketball? To another thing, I think we could dive into is. Is Notre Dame going to become a permanent member of the ACC now? Like, what does that mean? And, you know, we can get to that later in the week. Listen, it, it took a global pandemic for them to <laughs> have their hand forced. Yeah. They're not Declare coming. They're, <laughs> they're not coming. For right. Well. I, I don't see it. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I guess you got a point there. I mean, they're finally not independent, which is weird. And, and we'll see if, if there's a season in the spring. We can also talk about that. And, and there's a lot of different you know, what's next from this. But one thing I do right. want to talk about is, so first off, there's there's obviously this hashtag we want to play that we should talk about in just a second. And Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, a couple of the big name players that are It's the equivalent that. of the MLB's when and where, essentially. Yeah. Like, we want to play, just tell us when, tell us where, and we'll be there. Yeah. And you want to opt out, you opt out, but no hard feelings, right. but we're going to play. We can get to Trevor Lawrence's thoughts on that in his tweet in just a second. I do want to say Matt Hayes, I'm sure you saw this, at Matt Hayes CFB tweeted on Saturday, Power Power 5 AD just texted, quote, you and your colleagues are chasing the wrong story. The virus alone is enough to stop the season, but presidents are terrified of players organizing. It's the shift to change amateur sports. You potentially lose one season with the virus. You lose the entire framework of your mission statement with players organizing. They need to figure out how to attack it. That was a power five. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with the whole bubble thing. Yeah. The NCAA probably could have created a bubble, but 
when you create the bubble, you sacrifice the entire infrastructure of what your organization is built around. Yeah. So I wonder, I mean, I do think the main reason here is just, you know, don't overthink it. It's COVID is not, we're not really ready to play college football. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit called this in March, right? In April, whenever yeah. it was, you know, if without, ago, a, yeah. without a vaccine, he said, you can't play college football. Fauci said, I don't see football working unless it's in a bubble. I mean, that was kind of midway through this whole process. Again, time is... And guess what? I yeah. think we're at the point now where we can say bubbles work. Yeah. Bubbles NBA. work. Look at the NBA. Look at the NHL. WNBA. MLS. Yep. They're all going off zero problems. Zero. Yeah. And and doesn't matter where you put them either. I mean, most of these bubbles are in major hotspot states like Florida. It doesn't matter where you put them. They're, they're working. And... If you wanted to make it work, you could have found a way. You right. really could have. I, I I stand by that. Can I can I also negate one of the big things going around on Twitter too right now? The whole notion that the media wants college football canceled. The dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you think I want to sit here and not talk about the games? Can I tell you something? And, and Tim, you know this. Part of the reason why the sports sector of media exists is because there's people like us who don't want to talk about the news. We frankly, yeah. we don't care We're about not explaining news the news to people. All right. You think we want to sit here and talk about the news? I, I don't. I want yeah. to talk about games. I want the games to happen. All right. Who knows? I mean, without the without college football, we're probably going to have to slash this podcast down to three days a week. So yeah, it's tough. It's just one of those things where we want these games to happen. I wish. Listen, I have been telling everyone on this show, I am praying that I am wrong, and I'm not gonna sit here and say I told you so because I gain nothing from that. We're all equally as miserable at the fact that there's no college football. But to say that the media wants college football canceled is probably the most brain dead statement I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, because it does not. There is no positives to any. We don't want to ca- talk about the news. We just don't. I mean, no. that's the thing too. You look at all these newsrooms and these newspapers. A lot of these sports writers, one of two things happens to them: they get furloughed, or actually, I should say three. They get furloughed, they get fired, or they get transferred to the news department. No one wants to get transferred to the news department. Sure, you'd rather keep your check. And news department is probably the the best of the three options, but nobody wants to go to the news department. Nobody. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with that whole sentiment for sure. I'm glad you brought that up. It's I've seen it floating around Twitter, and I, I kind of, I mean, I don't get it, but like some people might look at the media as reporting negatively. The media was just reporting, I mean, like these quotes are coming from higher ups in college football. Coaches, are, presidents, yeah, athletic very, directors, everything. Yeah. Health officials. That's where these were coming from. If you had bullets in the chamber that were worth shooting, you shoot them. What's right. the point in having uh, in leaving them in your pocket? There's yeah. nothing. All right, let's pause for just a second. We'll get into that hashtag we want to play conversation next. So we can dive into this hashtag we want to play. 
what was just like your initial reaction to that? It, it feels like, to me, I mean, it's not going to do anything too like instrumental and in changing because again, I go back to the point of this is because COVID is not under control and college campuses and the amateurism present way, way more variables than say even the NFL, which who knows what's going to go on with that. But NBA, all these other sports just have less hurdles in terms of getting everyone on the same page. We've listed out the reasons, but I, I know you have the Trevor Lawrence tweets just kind of when you saw that coming out, what did you think? So the, the stuff with Trevor Lawrence, I found pretty interesting. I didn't agree with all of it, but I did think he did make some, some good points as to what he was saying in in regards to, and again, Trevor Lawrence is the Patrick Mahomes of college football. He is the LeBron James of college football. When he speaks, people are going to listen, even to a degree, the NCAA. So to if you haven't seen it, here's the thread that he put together. People are at just as much, if not more, risk if we don't play. Players will all be sent home to their own communities where social distancing is highly unlikely and medical care and expenses will be placed on the families if they were to contract COVID. So that's the first part of it. I just want to dive into that a little bit real quick. Mm-hmm. So the first part where he talks about, yes, all right, all these players now become a part of society. In a sense, true. But the second part of it, I don't agree with. These players aren't going home. They're staying on campus. I mean, Tim, how many people do you know that are still in college, all right, regardless of what's happening, whether their classes are online? Yeah. And even if they they were to, to say, all right, all learning is going to be remote or learning is going to be remote for five weeks, you're not going home. Now, every kid that I know that's in college, even if their college has said we are going to be remote for the first semester, for the first six weeks, for the first X number of days, they're all going to campus. They're going to stay on campus. Take it from someone who was in college and then had to come back home. I mean, if you're listening and you haven't been in college for a little bit, Go back you to think when you want to spend the yeah. <laughs> next X amount of days, weeks, months in, in quarantine with the family again. No, these right. kids want to go hang out with their friends at school. What did and you want to do when you in a socially responsible? Yeah, stay in college. Hopefully, they do it in a socially responsible way. Right. But right. And, and I know Syracuse had a problem with that. I saw that that some students, I believe, were already suspended. Every school or, is going to have a are problem. under probation. I mean. It, there's going to be widespread problems. I've seen snap stories of kids that are already throwing parties, and it sickens me that I that I have to go on my social feeds and see all of that garbage. It really does. But So look, to get into the next part of this Trevor Lawrence tweet, not to mention the players coming from situations that are not good for them slash their future and having to go back to that. Football is a safe haven for so many people. We are more likely to get the the virus in everyday life than playing football. Having a season also incentivizes players being safe and taking all the right precautions to try to avoid contracting COVID because the season slash teammates safety is on the line. Without the season, as we've already seen, people will not social distance or wear masks and take the proper precautions. I think he kind of hits it on the head there. Football is the safe haven. And again, he kind of creates it out this way, that football is our bubble, right? That's that's the way that this that we're all safe is when we are in that football bubble. It seemed like, at least at Clemson, a lot of these guys did feel relatively safe. And I mean, a lot of these schools, some 
them do feel safe. I mean, Syracuse, sometimes you got to create the change for yourself, and it clearly worked. When they sat out, they got them to to add testing, to yeah. add more testing to the already in place ACC protocols. By the way, so I, I actually asked a couple of my friends, I said, how many days a week do you think the ACC is testing these kids? Do you know the answer to this? No, no idea. I would guess. Uh, take a guess. How many times a week do you think they're testing these kids? Got to be multiple days. I would hope at the, I mean, I'm assuming you're asking because it's a lower number than it should have been. And I'm assuming Syracuse was complaining because it was a lower number than it should have been. So I, I would say at minimum, it has to be two days though. Well, okay. So you, you went very low because you thought it was going right. to be low. It's I mean, actually one day. One day a week is how many times the ACC was oh requiring gosh. their teams to be tested. I would have guessed and the four Syracuse if I didn't kids know, you know. sat out because they said we need more testing. They oblige. They got two days. Yeah, and so that's Syracuse, been a thing. The leader in the clubhouse with two days of testing a week doesn't Jeez. make you feel very good about no. the the likelihood of this all going off, especially when you're intermingling all of them. Baseball tests every day. The bubble down in Orlando tests every day because guess what? They have to to ensure the safety within their little utopia that they've created. All right? Yeah. That to me, I mean, and listen, Lawrence kind of hits it on the head that these essentially he's talking about a bubble. And that's the way that this comes off to me. And I do think he's also right with, and I think this is, he kind of, um, disproves his own argument here in a sense by saying not to mention that players coming from situations that are not good for them uh slash their future and having to go back to that well they're not going to go back to that if it's not good for them and that's kind of the what he's hitting on in in his his first tweet in the thread so right it's sad uh... but it's not something that we were totally not expecting yeah part of me is a little not like I, part of me is kind of happy to see that on Twitter there is a lot of these guys saying we want to play because I do think that's the overwhelming majority. I do think it's hard to say. Well, here's for what sure. they want to play: they want to play in the fall. They want to play in the fall. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is not writing this in the spring. No. Justin Fields is not writing this in the spring. We've already seen a number of opt-outs because of COVID, and those guys. Who knows? Maybe they come around and play in the spring, but a lot of those guys were also people who were projected to go in the first round of the NFL draft. They're not coming back. And I think I think I even said this last week on the show. Part of the reason they're probably opting out is because they know, why waste my time? Yeah. I know this isn't happening. Yep. Well, it's a, it's a sad topic to talk about. It's a sad podcast. Uh, obviously... Something like you said that we were kind of expecting. My number kept dropping and dropping. I'll just, yeah, it's at zero now. I mean, there's no real road that I can see this crawling out of. I don't know when these decisions are going to come out. You see stuff that says basically within the next 72 hours, give it by the end of the week, and all these power conferences are going to be gone. Is there anything else? I'm, I'm sure we'll have plenty more time to talk about this throughout the week and you know we do have some good news to get to between Syracuse getting a big time offensive line commit 2022 basketball class has offered another guy and they continue to you know some reports continue to come out of that class that we can talk about this week there's still going to be plenty to talk about in this podcast we've been 
doing it all throughout the summer without football. And, you know, this does hurt, obviously, and, and we want to be talking about games. What are we doing but... for training camp Thursdays, huh? What are we <laughs> yeah. going to do now? Are we yeah, going to have to might... do the training ourselves? Like, what, what's I'm not doing push-ups for the pod, all right? <laughs> so we're going to have to figure something out. Or is, yeah. or do we kill it? Do we kill it? Is that is that this week's training camp Thursday? We'll, we'll make that executive decision on Wednesday, I think. If the all ACC right. is officially done by Thursday, I think training camp Thursday is a, a tough title to a podcast. I think, yeah, that's make. the... That'll be the funeral. Yeah. It'll be the funeral for for training camp Thursday. Anyway, we will be here throughout the week, and we'll keep you updated on this, which is a sad topic to talk about, but obviously very, very important, and keep checking back in with us as we'll have the latest breaking news and as it pertains to Syracuse. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We'll have our Twitter game Tuesday this week per normal. This is what... This is type Lord of stuff knows we, we need. need it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's never been more of a time to, to have a Twitter game Tuesday. So feel free to comment, react to that, and if you have any suggestions. I feel like that's a lot of pressure for you now. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, we, we made it this far. I, what did I say, six months since this thing has started? And I haven't done it every Tuesday. I mean, I took, took some time off. But we'll keep trying to come up with some fun ways to, to get the Syracuse community involved on Twitter and and kind of make it through this. But if you have any sort of suggestions for anything you want us to talk about or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter as well, at LO underscore Syracuse. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the Monday show. We'll be back tomorrow for Tyler. I'm Tim, and we'll talk to you guys then.